Hi, and welcome to TTELT, Teaching Tips for English Language Teachers, a project of educators worldwide. I'm Dr. Eileen Hale, your host today, and I have a special guest from Bogota, Colombia, John Carvajal, who works as an English teacher and a manager for the English Language Academy. Welcome, John. Hey, Eileen, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm very excited to be here talking with, with other teachers and sharing experiences. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you, John. I worked with John last, um, most recently in, what, a month ago in Bogota. And I'm excited to invite him to participate in our podcast and talking about the topic of assessments today, which is something many of us wrestle with. So John, maybe first you could talk about what is Platzi for our listeners. Most of us probably won't be familiar with it. And then we'll jump into the topic of assessments. Yeah, definitely, Eileen. So I, I have the pleasure uh, to lead the creation of educational content from the English school at, at Platzi. Platzi is the largest educational platform in, in Latin America. We have students um, studying different things, including English and, for example, computer science, marketing, business. Um, and at Platzi, we truly believe in the power of professional uh, online education to, to transform the future of Latin America. Wonderful. And the English Academy part of it and how you got into teaching English and becoming such a good speaker of English as a foreign language. <laughs> how did you get into teaching English with so I got into teaching um, almost 10 years ago. It's going to be 10 years uh, this year. Um, first, working at other different institutions. I lived in the United States and abroad um, some time. Then I came back to Colombia after the pandemic, and, and I knew about Platzi, and, and I found myself identified with, with their identity and their motto and, and their willingness to transform the future of our communities in, in Latin America. So I initially joined Platzi as, as an in-house English teacher, and then I had the opportunity uh, to lead the creation of educational content from the English school. That's wonderful. And I know you all are creating incredible content. So a shout out Thank to you. Platzi about <laughs> for English teachers and students that want to learn English. Mm -hmm. so, Let's dive into our topic of assessments. Uh, why are you so passionate about this topic, John? So I've, I've had the opportunity to be in to work in different institutions and, and of course, to be a student myself of of the language. So for me, assessment became essential um, when I managed to understand both sides of, of, of the coin um, and see students in different scenarios like here in Colombia, but also in, in other countries. And, and after having the opportunity also to um, work with teachers and, and, and teach programs for teachers and for adults and for kids and for teenagers, um, I managed to understand slightly better, you know, the world of, of, of assessing when it comes to to learn in English and, and I became a passionate about this topic. Wonderful. So for our listeners, the tips you would suggest our listeners being English language teachers, how maybe as well to start with some of the challenges you've had with assessments, particularly let's start with online and then we'll also discuss in person assessments, but because Platzi is an online platform primarily. Let's talk about online assessments and the challenges of online assessments, how you address those. 
Yes, well, Eileen, like when you teach something online, right, um, there are multiple elements that you don't have in a classroom. There are advantages and there are challenging points. And when the thing is that when you are in in-person scenarios with, with your students, you can read their body language, right? You can really tell um, if they are understanding something, if they're having a good time just by looking at them. Thing with online education is that you don't see where and how your student is consuming the content. If you're teaching, um, you know, a class on, on Zoom or any in any other platform um, and cameras are off, uh, all you're doing is assuming, you know, things. And um, when you are, you know, with a course, when you create a course that people can, you know, um, consume and learn from at their own pace and times and in places, you're not even seeing, you're not even seeing that person, right? So you have to make certain assumptions and you have to make certain decisions that become even more relevant than if you were in, in a classroom. Because in the classroom, you make a decision, right? And, and you, can, you can say if it worked or not immediately. Um, with online education, you need to research. You really need to, um, to understand your audience. You really need to understand how your students behave and what they really need to be able to, to tailor-make you know, the content um, and, and to make it as accessible um, and, and as approachable and as easy to digest as possible. So I would say those are some of the main challenges that we face um, in, in online education. And of course, assessing students. How can you assess students uh, when you are not interacting with them, right? When you are not hearing their answers. And, and here is where uh, being clear with instructions and using, you know, concept checking questions and using instruction checking questions um, become that relevant and that important because that's, that's a way for you to also encourage students to self-assess themselves. Um, and it's your role as, as an online educator to provide those scenarios. Yeah, those are really good points, uh, particularly the body language, nonverbal language is incredibly important. So I so echo your sentiments there. Mm -hmm. So how have you best, especially within your context of teaching English online with Platzi, how have you all addressed this issue of Leg I say legitimately assessing the learning of your students, knowing that they're gaining the content, acquiring the content of English that you want them to acquire with the challenges of, of being online and the challenges of not <laughs> hearing them or seeing their faces necessarily. Yes, yes, Aline. The thing with assessment and with assessing students is that assessing is beyond actually evaluating a task. Um, we at Platzi, and I personally believe as, a, as an English teacher myself, that assessing a student is, is going beyond the task, is focusing more on, on the hows and, and the whys behind every decision and everything that students do or don't do for whatever reason, right? So understanding that assessment goes beyond the task um, and understanding that assessment should really focus on the outcomes of the task or the outcomes of the problem or the outcomes of the of the actual teaching, I think is key. Um, at, at Platzi, we want to provide students with scenarios for them to practice, but especially to put into practice whatever they have learned. It is more important what you can do with the knowledge uh, than the way in which you provide an answer, 
right? Because um, a, a multiple uh, answer uh, test, for example, can provide you really important information on structures, for example, which is essential when, when teaching English. Uh, you can assess grammar and the use of prepositions and the use of vocabulary, which is essential when you're learning a language, but also providing students with scenarios for them to practice their speaking skills um, without any fear of making mistakes. That is important as well, and that's part of assessment. So we we intentionally provide students with with both with both scenarios, both ways for them to to identify how they're doing in, in certain skills, but also to put those skills into practice in in real scenarios, in real conversations, uh, in real challenges. Because um, again, we believe in the power of education um, and what you can do with that knowledge more than you know, um, answering a particular yes or no question, which is again, it's important and it's part of learning and teaching, uh, but we should go beyond that. Yeah, I totally agree. So can you give a couple concrete examples of how you do that? How do you implement these tips and ideas for assessing your English, your English students? Perfect. So for example, um, at Platzi, we create courses for different fields like computer science, marketing, business, professional growth, and, and for English. And something that we we want to do and that we actively do in, in each of our courses is, is to have questions or calls to action for students to do something that is connected to what it's around them. So if we are explaining a topic that has to do, I don't know, with prepositions, um, instead of saying, all right, uh, choose the right preposition in this example, which we do because it's important. We complement that by also asking students to describe what it's around them and share, for example, their recordings or to participate in one of our practice sessions with, with teachers um, and develop that topic. So that way the student gets that component of you know, self-assessment saying, all right, so I'm going to describe what it's around in my house using the prepositions, but also we provide that tool saying, hey, you can also join these sessions. You can also record yourself using whatever device you want and share your recording as a way also to promote um, those spaces in which people can participate, but not necessarily being there with a person. So um, we, we, we allow our students, you know, to share their recordings, to, to send videos um, so that other members of the community can provide feedback, right? Um, you know, complement the, the answers without having to be necessarily there, you know, in person, like one-on-one -on -one conversations, which also happen. So, um, when it comes to assessment, we, we are trying to offer our students multiple alternatives for them to, to realize about what they have learned, but especially to put into practice that knowledge they've received or they have seen in our courses. That's fantastic. So a quick example for our listeners going on what John was saying. So if I was the student, I would say, for example, if I was doing prepositions, I would say my watch, I'm putting my watch on my wrist. So mm -hmm. this would be my submissions. I could submit that orally online and or with a video showing my watch is on my wrist. So you're demonstrating that you know what you're saying or my pen is next to me on the table. Here's my pen, it's right next to me. Mm -hmm. But using the prepositions and modeling your knowledge by actualizing it verbally, orally and or with a video recording. Mm -hmm. And I want to just share with our listeners 
that the beauty of Platzi, one of the things they do excellently is have the participation with their students. What I mean by that, as John mentioned, a lot of their students give each other feedback. So the burden is not only on the teacher to give a lot of feedback, but they have a great community of students to provide feedback for one another, which is a really great tip for your teachers out there to use with your community, wherever you are, to encourage the student to student feedback, because that can amplify, magnify what you're teaching and mm -hmm. take the burden off you as a teacher to be building all that behind the scenes. Yeah, correct. Thanks, John, for that great tip. Um, just because our time is not super long today, do you want to share any other concrete tips for either online and or in-person assessments that you found that work really well for your students? Yes, one final tip could be, Eileen, that it, again, it is very important to know your audience. It's really important to know what your students need and what your students enjoy doing. When you know what they need, when you know what they enjoy doing, you can easily adapt uh, whatever content you have to, to their needs. And when students find content useful, they are more willing to participate, to interact, and when they do so, you have more chances to provide with feedback. So that would be my final tip. Get to know your students, get to know your audience, understand what they need and, and customize your content. The lesson that I'm teaching uh, to this particular group of students might not work in the same way for this particular group of students, even if it's, you know, if you're dealing with online classrooms, even if you're dealing with similar population, you know, gender-wise, age-wise, the content might not be the same. So understand how they work, understand what they need, and customize your content and your way of assessing them. Yeah, so just a quick follow-up question. How do you customize the assessment, particularly for that audience? So something curious that can happen when you teach online is that you might assume that your students have access to all the same, to the same tools, for example, right? So if you have a lesson and you're asking students uh, to record themselves on, on a device, you, you might assume all of them have access to phones, for example, and okay. that might not be the reality in, 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 in every country. So again, if, if that worked with a particular group of people, with a country, with a school, that might not work. So I cannot use that tool. What else can I do to help students participate their speaking uh, through an online classroom that doesn't require the use of a phone, right? Um, so being creative in scenarios like that and understanding that situations are, are different is part of teaching, right? To be able to adapt and adjust as, as we go. Right, I totally agree. And a quick uh, tag on that is, for example, Zoom is not available in all countries throughout the world. We tend to depend on it in certain countries. Mm -hmm. uh, and but internet speed too. Mm -hmm. Exactly, and internet going in and out. Um, <laughs> but uh, like WhatsApp is something that's used in many countries throughout the world. So you can send messages through WhatsApp and use that as a platform for mm -hmm. assessing even, having them send voice recordings. Yes. Thanks, John. These are great tips for our audience. Um, and we look forward to inviting you back for another episode. We really appreciate the tips you've shared with us for primarily online assessments. Maybe we can have you back for more in-person assessments. Awesome, Elena. I would be really happy to, to, to be back here. Thanks again for the invitation. Um, and thanks for having me here.